0: Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Obviously, uh, talking with Susan McDonald, you, you, you can understand some of the concerns from a political aspect of where we are at. But what is it like to be on the front line um, when there is a devastating foot and mouth disease outbreak? Well, Dr Howard Thompson um, is a vet from the Central Western New South Wales and he joins us this morning. Uh, Howard, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. I really appreciate your time and, and this is a very, very delicate time in the livestock industry and the agricultural sector in Australia.
1: It is, but um, we've got to remember that the threat of foot and mouth disease is is ever-present and it's just been heightened slightly at the moment and yep. our, um, our focus is on it at the moment, but uh, it's probably not – a great deal higher than it may have been three or four months ago, for
0: example. All right. Well, let, let's begin with that, and I, and I want to unpack all this because uh, the scare tactics and 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 the hysteria coming out of some of the m- mainstream media can be mistaken and can do m- monumental damage to the industry. You were there on the front line. Can you just give us a first-hand experience if it got into the agricultural sector here in Australia? How how bad is it, and what did you witness?
1: The degree of severity would depend on how early it was recognised. That's that's a very important point, point. Um, and the um, the response, which is largely uh, a culling response, where the animals, infected animals, and the immediate contact animals are all slaughtered in a very short period of time. So the the uh, rationale behind that. Is to remove the hosts so the virus can't keep spreading and remove them quickly. Um, not allow not allow time for it to spread. So it's a brutal thing. It's um, there's no no way of uh, sugar coating it. it. It's a it's a really brutal uh, thing to do. And if you want to do it as effectively
0: and as quickly as possible, it is the way to do it. Right, and that would stop it now. It, it can spread. When you started uh, this conversation, you said, well, the threat at the present moment is no different to what it was three months ago. Why well, then? It may be
1: slightly higher. Though. Yeah,
0: but, but why then the hysteria at the moment? Why is it that we – I mean, mainstream media as of today are uh, uh, up in arms. I had people out of Sydney ringing me. Um, ben Fordham rang me yesterday about it. He He's wanting to know completely, you know, and, and – then it becomes whether or not we have the right people in charge. But can you talk to us, how how serious, should we be alert? Should we be alarmed? Is this in some ways overkill the discussion that we're having about it? K- from, from your perspective, I'd love to hear.
1: We need to be very alert, certainly. But um, I don't think we need to be overly alarmed about it. We just need to be alert and thorough in our practices. The reason it's it's, it's uh, um, reached such prominence at the moment is because it's in Indonesia and it's in Bali, and that's it's the nearness of it that I think is whipping up the um, whipping up the hysteria over. Yep. yeah the hysteria yes.
0: So, what are those practices that we need to do? Like, I mean, banning planes, which has been called by some members of the governments. Is that a sensible option? Are the citric the citric wash mats that they're talking about? What what are the correct options that we should be looking at to try and protect our agricultural industry from FMD? I'm
1: probably not the right person to be asking these <laughs> these questions. I think you probably need to be talking to. Um, but
0: as a vet, what would you say? What 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 would you what would you like to see happen?
1: Well, we need. Um, uh, constant surveillance or yep. constant uh, at, at our um, at our ports of entry yeah both to do with uh, where people have come into this country tourists come returning from other yep. countries and the fact that they're um, where have they been in that country uh, checking their you know their footwear um, checking what they may be bringing in in their luggage which is looking for things that should not be in their luggage. So we just need to be uh, really uh, consistent and thorough in those areas. Sure. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with the the amount of highlighting that's through the media at the moment because it's drawn attention to what is potentially a very very serious problem.
0: Yeah. You, you know, we absolutely as an industry have every right to be fear, fearful. But you, you've just said something really really. Brave, like it has to come from someone else. It doesn't have to come from our industry who makes. We can actually ask for it, but it needs to come from people outside the industry who who understand the biosecurity aspects of other nations because it's not only FMD. There's there's constant issues coming in um, that they're always looking for. Is it yes, hard? Are- to, is it hard to eradicate if the virus attacks a cloven-hoofed animal, and it, and it was first found in pigs in Northern England, but okay
1: so in England it was first found in pigs um, in the holding yards of an abattoir near London in Essex right those pigs had come from northern England so infected pigs had come from northern England down to you know across a, a lot of kilometers to get to that uh, that uh, that abattoir and that was the first report of the disease at that those holding Yards, as I understand it. Then within eight days, there were reports of the disease through the north of England, southwestern Scotland, um, the Midlands, Wales, and the southwest of England. So it was was everywhere. And then they went to the, the piggery and found that there were pigs there that had healing lesions that were up to three weeks or three weeks old. So that had been would have been overt disease, really obvious disease in those pigs, and nothing nothing was reported, nothing was done. And around that that piggery were lots and lots of sheep farms, and yeah. sheep basically have a mild or subclinical disease, and it just so happened that the uh, sheep from those properties went to store sales locally. Then dealers bought them and, and moved them to other sales, and infected sheep were... Moved all over the country, unknowingly Jeez. Jeez. through a three-week period. It's a perfect storm yeah. to use the cliche. Then, of course, when those sheep came in contact in contact with cattle, then the disease reared its head. Cattle have a very obvious, nasty um, disease or nasty uh, clinical experience with the disease. They have huge blisters in their mouth, blisters. On their feet, a high temperature. They are very, very ill. They do survive it, but they are very sick. And obviously, you know, Blind Freddie could see that something very wrong with a,
0: a cow with foot and mouth disease. Yeah. So, yeah, it, the, the, it was a perfect storm. So it went. So, how long did it take to eradicate and how difficult was it?
1: It took seven months, basically. It broke, the, the outbreak started in February. It was at its peak um, April, May. And the last case was in September. So a huge effort was mounted, um, infected properties slaughtered out in 24 hours and direct contact properties in the next 24 hours. So an enormous amount of work, a lot of personnel involved, but it's the fastest way to clean it up. And it, the UK has had outbreaks, um, well, a big one in the 60s, but a lot of outbreaks, and each and every time they've cleaned it up and they know they can do it. So they've got that uh, experience to fall back on.
0: Well, I think it's great insight now, uh, Dr. Howard Thompson, and he's hoping we don't have it. But if, if it does get in here, and, and I'm still dubious whether or not it will, you know, in the sorts and the devastation that happened in the UK, we've got experts like yourself who have been on the front line who know how to counteract this and – and who know how to mitigate the the risk of it spreading across a whole ag sector and and potentially, as difficult as it is, just making sure that we've got it under control. Thanks so much for being with us this morning on Rural Queensland Today. Thanks, Ben. Good on you. Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network.